1: How's your understanding of spiritual things? Let's talk about that next, here on Times of Refreshing. It's a prayer of the Apostle Paul, and it's found here in Ephesians chapter 3, that your comprehension, that my comprehension of what God is doing in this world, in and through you and I, would be understood. Now, if that is a prayer the Apostle Paul longs to see answered, then that should, at least in our minds, be something of a priority, wouldn't you say? Well, that's exactly what we are doing today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We'll take a look at Ephesians 3 and 14 and spiritual comprehension. Won't you join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Pastor Paul in verse 8 on down to 13 begins to talk about the mystery which was hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ and that through the church he makes manifold his his wisdom. As, and as it pertains to everything in regards to the principalities and powers and, and things of that nature, and how God, through us, is giving revelation to the world. And not only just to the world, but through, to, to a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Understand that, that, that through the church, the revelation that God has given the church, that He's given insight to principalities, powers, and everything I, I challenge you to read verses 8 to 13 at a later time, but this is what happened, and in the midst of this, he says in verse 14, He says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family somebody say, Whole family, the, the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you. According to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts. He says through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now watch this may be able to comprehend. Somebody say comprehend. He says may be able to comprehend With all the saints, he says, what is the width and length and depth and height? He says, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Now, that's an interesting play on words there. He says, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. He says, that you may be filled with all the fullest of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now the first thing that I want to do is is in verse 14 it says here. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord, Savior, to our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You know, one of the things that we have to understand is that when it comes to heaven and earth in God's mind, realize that there is no, that there is a connection, that there's a divine connection. All those who have gone before us are connected to the ones that that are living on the earth now. And so we have to keep this in mind, that we as a church are a part of a huge family that not, only con- that not only has residence here in the earth, but also in heaven. And we have to see this, and we have to understand this, and we're going to see that as Christians, that I am a part of an organism that is not just global, but also is eternal And for us as saints, realize that the whole family in heaven and earth, I like this, it says here that we bear his name, that we are identified with him. That we're identified, our identity is tied to God through Christ. And sometimes I think we can forget this. We know this, but do you really, really know it? This is what we're talking about. True comprehension, spiritual comprehension. Because at the end of the day, I have to realize that I am not just a human being. That God, through his spirit, has taken up residence within me. He has infused within me the nature of Christ through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And now I have to learn how to navigate in this world without being caught up in the world. Realizing that my life is not just a matter of what's going on here. But my life is connected to heaven. And in every single thing that I do in life, I have to keep this in mind. There are spiritual ramifications for natural decisions that I make and vice versa. And so as a Christian, I have to keep it in my mind that, that I, through Christ, have gained access to the name of God. And as a result of this, he's, I'm identified with him in every, every, every area and aspect of my life. That identification is set. And I've been preaching on this a lot because I think a lot of times Christians really don't know who they are. There's no need for me to even try to compete with the world. And how the world tries to define me. We have been born again. And as a result of this, God has given us the right to use his name and has given, his, given us his name for the sake of uh, the authority that we need to navigate within this world and not get caught in it. But do we see ourselves as a part of a big, big family? And I think we, we a lot of times we see ourselves as a part of this denomination, and that denomination, and this church, and that church. You know, I just want to just let everybody know, when we get to heaven, there will be no well. Nobody's going to be asking you about the bylaws and who did what. I mean, what happens is we don't realize that, man, I'm a big of a big global. I'm a part of a big global entity that feels not only just earth, but also heaven. That I have been identified with God. And that my identity isn't just tied to this or that. Now, God, obviously for purpose, allows us to be identified with stuff. But realize we have to be thinking about the bigger picture and not just the small picture as we're navigating through life. Amen? And this is what he's saying. He says here in verse 15, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And then he continues on and he says in verse 16, he says that... He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened. Somebody say "strengthen." This word here means to make strong. It means to establish. And I like this. It means to grow strong. Okay? So God wants to establish us, to make us strong, to cause us to grow strong. In life, this is something that should continually be happening as Christians. We should be progressing maturing, growing in our strength, okay, on a day-to-day basis as we're walking with God. Now, there's no way that you and I can grow in strength from a spiritual standpoint if we never have any resistance. That's how you get strong. You go to the gym and you put weight on the bar. And you say, this weight is heavy, but I'm going to push it. And the more I push it, the stronger I what? I get. Now, some of you don't use a lot of weight. But what what I'm saying here is this. The more weight you put on, the more you experience the resistance, push the resistance, what happens? The stronger you get. And in life. God allows resistance. We go through periods of time as resistance, but realize, sa- Saints, what is God doing? He's strengthening you. Now, watch this because we're going to get a little heavier here. He strengthens us. God wants us to be strong, He wants to make us strong. He wants us to grow strong. A lot of times we think, well, God, just do it. Guess what? I am doing it. A lot, of, a lot of times we pray, God, make me strong. And then he's trying to make you strong, but it doesn't look like the way that you want to be made strong. And you thought he was just going to zap you and you was going to have a dream and you was going to come out. You know, everybody wants to get strong, but who wants to pay the price? He says, strengthen, to make strong, to establish, to grow strong. But look at this. He says, to be strengthened, he says, with might, through his spirit. He says, in the inner man, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. And then he says, with might. Somebody say might. This word here is the word dunamis. It means to be able. It means power. Especially achieving power. It means that God, through the power of his spirit we see here, he makes you capable. So he strengthens you with might. He makes, he deposits within you the ability to be able, capable to achieve things. And he does it, I like what it says, through his spirit. He does it through his spirit. Okay. And so for all of us, we have to get this in our mind that God, through the power of his spirit, is coming in our lives to strengthen us, to give us might. He does it. His way, and we know that this is the what, but this is the thing I love. But where is he doing it? Where is he doing it? It's amazing how we go to the gym and we spend so, ta- so much time strengthening our external man. And we come out, man, we, we bad, man. We looking in the mirror, we, we, we got it all down. But then one thing happens in your life. And people from an internal standpoint, they really find out what true strength is all about. Because true strength is a... You know, one of the things that amazes me is I, you know, I, I've, I have a, a really a, a profound appreciation for women. A lot of times, especially when it, when it comes to the area of, of giving birth to children. Having watched my wife go through it four times. And it just it just always amazes me how in that moment something just clicks when they say you gotta push. And I and, I, and, and you see a side, I know for me, I saw a side of my wife that blew me away. Because you know what? I don't know if that baby would have came out if it wasn't me. <laughs> but because I saw something come out, it was like Every time something just rolls up in her, and she's like, and I'm like, my goodness, I didn't know that was in there, you know. Because my honey, I just love you, you know. She's just cute, you know. My wife just, you know, and then all of a sudden, should I be sharing this? Look at the lady's like, yeah, yeah, tell this brother, but. But saints, I'm telling you, there's something, there's something that comes, I mean, from a spiritual standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, saints, I'm saying to you that this is what God forges down on the inside of us, and it's something that we're going to need as we approach the end of this age. It's something that the church is going to need. The church is going to need strength with might. That comes through the power of his spirit on the inner man, on the inside of us. That causes us to be valiant, to be strong, to be powerful, to be able in the midst of whatever we're going through in life. To have something deep down inside of us on the inner man. This word inner man, it speaks of your mind. It speaks of your soul. And it speaks of your spirit. That you and I become 10,000 times stronger on the inside than we are on the outside. It's the kind of strength that Apostle Paul displayed when he was being persecuted and left for dead and kicked out of cities. When he was being persecuted and lied on and kicked out of places. It's the kind of strength that he displayed when individuals came to to harm him. to, To arrest him. It's the kind of strength that Jesus Christ displayed in his life. Saints, it is a strength that God wants us to have that goes beyond just having an external, but, ha- but us having an internal. Something on the inside that causes us to be powerful. And I think for every single person in this room, this is something that God is trying to forge in every single one of us. But do we embrace it? Are we asking God? And I love it. This was a pause to Paul's prayer. It was his desire for these people that they would be strengthened with might by God's spirit on the inner man. And then he said in verse 17, look at this. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He says that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length of in the depth and the height i love this you know all of us here we need to be rooted we need to be grounded in love that being rooted and grounded in love once again it speaks of being established that there's something in you that is un, that is immovable that you're fixed that you're settled when it comes to when it comes to the love of god and understanding what god's love means to you but then he says and in verse 18 he says that you may be able to He says comprehend. This word here comprehend in the Greek, I love it. It means to seize with the mind. It means to comprehend. It means to get possession of something. So now it goes beyond just me just having a a loose understanding. Now I really have grabbed a hold of it. And I love this because he's saying just the width, the depth, the length, the height. He's not even being specific on what it is. But he's just saying as it pertains to the kingdom of God. As it pertains to Christ. As it pertains to the love of Christ. When it pertains to things that I've seized it. It's mine. All that pertains to Christ. All that pertains to God. He says this is something that we should comprehend. And I think, and we're going to see this here. Comprehension isn't just about us seizing it with the mind, as much as also grasping it with our spirit. That there's a knower within us that causes us to. Have you ever just have you ever just walked with God and, the, and and you and you know something about God or your relationship with God and you know one of the things that I have a hard time doing is completely. Explaining my relationship with God. I mean, is there anyone in this room that can just completely explain it all the way? And though you can't completely just explain it all the way, you know it's real. And you comprehend it to be real. Watch how when we get into this, you seized it. It's progressing. God's still adding. You, you know, but at the end of the day, something is settled and rests within your spirit that. You know, sometimes when you're talking to people, you can tell them, you know, God is good. But then the next day you tell them, God is awesome. Then the next day you tell them, God just is in love with me, man. Then the ne- next day you can tell them, God had to give me a spanking yesterday too. <laughs> then the next day you tell them, you know, God, he just blessed me. The next day you tell them, God I'm going through with God, but God is still on my side. I mean, it's just hard to... Does anybody know what I'm talking about in this room when you walk with God? You can't just quite put your finger on all of it, but you know that you can truly comprehend that the depth and the width and the length that God has done something down on the inside of you that made, that you seized it and it's real, but I can't always articulate it. Look what he says. He says, may be able to comprehend with all the saints. What is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height. And to know, he says, the love of Christ. He gets specific. Which passes knowledge. He says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You know, I think this is the point. When it comes to the love of Christ, we know it. But he says it passes knowledge. He says that you might know. But it passes your knowledge. He said that you might know the love of Christ, but it passes knowledge. Think about what I'm saying here, saints. Because this is what a lot of people do. And I just feel the anointing on this. A lot of people, they come to church and they get information, but it never be- becomes alive. They got to hear. But it hasn't been awakened in here. That it really becomes alive to me. I know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. I can try to articulate it. But it's hard to articulate it. Because it's, it, it's, it goes beyond just what I know. It's something that has set up residence within my spirit and in my heart. That's become alive to me. And saints, this is where our Christianity has to go to if we're going to survive in these last days. If we're going to make it in life and really stick with Jesus Christ no matter what goes on in our life. There's something, there's a, there's a knowing within us that, that goes beyond just our head knowledge. Because sometimes you can, you can articulate things and they... They sound good. It's like I can take this this verse right here and, and give it to a, a heathen or, or 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 somebody doesn't even know God and they can quote the scriptures and say that but do they really have it? My question for everyone here in the room is do do you have it? Do you have it? This was apostle Paul's prayers request that their that their religious experience would go beyond Just information that now it would become a part of who they are. That the love of Christ, that they might know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That goes beyond this. I know the love of Christ, but it's gone beyond knowledge for me. It's become a matter of life. It's become a matter of existence. It's become a a, a matter of, of, of who I'm becoming in God. And I think for some of us, we have to break this chain of religiosity. And the church needs this chain broken over them. Where we feel like because I know it from a doctrinal standpoint that I really got it. Pastor Paul says, this, the love of Christ has got to go beyond just your knowledge. It passes knowledge. It's got to be something that's in you, that becomes alive within you, that wakes, that when you get up in the morning, you're thinking about God. When you go to bed at night, you're thinking about God. That all the day, there's not a day or an hour that goes by that God doesn't just, something about God, God in your spirit. You can be working on your job and at at some point in time, you got to take a praise break because God is just so real to you and it's gone beyond just knowledge. Glory to God. I feel this. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a way of life. It becomes a way of living. That it's not just informational. It's become revelational. And it's become something that's now fixed in your spirit and your soul. That I have a knowledge of the love of God that passes knowledge. This is what God is looking for all of us. To get to in our walk and then he, he puts the seal on it in the second half of this verse. He says to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. And then what he says. He says that you may be filled with all the fullness of who? Of God. This is it. It's gone beyond just knowledge now. God has filled me with all His fullness. And my relationship with God and your relationship with God truly now just becomes existence. It becomes a lifestyle. We're not trying to work ourselves into Christianity. We've arrived in it and it just becomes our lifestyle. That loving God isn't something that we have to think about doing. It just comes out of our spirit. Walking with God is is not a matter of memory any longer. It is a matter of existence now. It becomes real hard when we're trying to remember to walk with Christ or to do what Christ would do. At some point in time, it shifts. So now it just becomes a lifestyle. And you don't have to, and, and we should pray every day. We spend time with God. But our life now as a Christian doesn't matter. It's not, no longer a matter of running into the back cave so we can be good that day. What's wrong with you today? You grumpy. I didn't get my five hours along with the Lord. So I, at some point in time, it becomes a lifestyle, saints.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of the Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net.